0: Than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com.
1: Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew: Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back for the second day in a row. It is the unofficial 40 podcast. I'm Carrie Murdoch, and virtually none of the names that were introduced are on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, Bob Presbillo, our softball beat writer, is with us along with George Stoya, who is uh, working on some features uh, heading into Super Regionals. And this podcast is going to be all about softball, and uh, maybe we'll let you talk some Portal Moser if you want to, uh, Bob. But uh, welcome into the program. Uh, the uh, entire gang is not here, but that's fine. We, we, we get enough of Eddie and Josh, all right? So uh, we're letting the, the real writers take over. Uh, Bob, just first let's set the stage. Uh, give us, give us the deep, the story that Eddie hates more than anything is the, uh, story, how to watch the game, how to
2: watch the game.
1: Uh, <laughs> but people do it because it generates massive clicks. Like, did you guys do that at the Gazette all the time? So, uh, <laughs> anyway, set the scene for us. What's happening this weekend? Uh, what days and what times and where to watch. So
2: we got super regional with number 16 Clemson coming to Norman to face the top ranked Sooners. We'll begin 1 p.m. Friday on ESPN two. So and there's no ESPN plus on, on, on Friday. Then Saturday is at noon, but we don't know the TV time, the TV. Cause I think that's going to be dictated perhaps by what happens in some of the other series. Like, yeah, cowgirls start Thursday. If they're like done Thursday, Friday, then you don't even have to worry about them Saturday. And then that goes, with Sunday too, there's there's no time and no TV announced if that if game becomes something that has to happen Sunday.
1: Now, okay, so the the I don't want to look ahead and jinx anything, but like so, the, then do the women's college world series start on Thursday? Yes, okay,
2: most likely media day with all eight uh, schools would be Tuesday, and then the first game would be uh Thursday. I know in the past. Pat, that uh Patty has wanted to play that first game, that very first one, and get right out the box instead of sitting around waiting. I'm, but that'll be to be determined.
1: Okay, so uh, Clemson coming in, we knew that that was the possible matchup when the pairings were, were announced because if they won their their regional, oh, you won theirs, the, 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 this would be the super. I did catch some of the Clemson team. Obviously, they have a very good pitcher. Uh, and they... You know the thing about Clemson, they didn't sweep their way through their regional. They got beat one game by Auburn.
2: I thought Auburn was going to win the regional. We were kind of joking. I was like, I don't make a lot of softball predictions, but if I would have had to predict that regional, I would have thought the, that the Auburn Tigers, not the Clemson Tigers, I was about to say the Tigers, the, that Auburn was going to find its way through. But Clemson showed up in that if game. They had to go to the if game. Val, but uh, Valerie Cagle did what she's done throughout most of the season with the Superb seven inning effort, and it was interesting. Auburn didn't let her hit because you know she's one of the best hitters in the country too. Walked her three times, so Clemson had to find other ways to win that that five to one game to advance. But that's exactly what they were able to do.
1: And their first game, it was a little bit like OU's Missouri game, wasn't it? Where they they I think yeah it was seventeen runs or something. that First game
2: seventeen to two. Greenville got a lot of people fired up about what they might be able to do, but that's. That's been the, the story of the Clemson season, is they will beat up on the inferior teams. And they, you know, I'm not saying life and death, but it's a heck of a lot more competitive when they play some of these better teams. They don't have a lot of wins against super regional teams. You know, they were swept by Florida State. They lost to Duke in the in the ACC semis. So as the competition has stepped up, that 37-1 and record has come back down to earth to 49 and 10 and even Cagle started out at 18 and 1 and now she's 25 and 6
1: all right uh so Clemson coming in here their head coach uh is uh, uh, um John Rittman uh and uh, new story up on uh, uh, Sooner Scoop uh, on three by the way uh let me mention I'm whoring things out here I'm the only one here to do it uh we do have our uh, six month for a six-month-for-a-dollar special going on. It's a limited-time offer. This thing is not going to last forever, and it's coming to an end. I don't have an exact date, but I would say if you're interested in uh, subscribing to Soonerscoop.com, you never have, maybe uh, you just want to try it out, see what we're doing. Uh, It'll only cost you a dollar for the next six months, so uh, go check us out. There's, you know, When you get to Soonerscoop.com, there'll be a, a, some green buttons at the top that will direct you to how to sign up for that dollar uh, promo. Uh, So we'd love to have you and want to keep this thing growing and growing, especially in our new digs. But uh, John Rittman is the uh, head coach of the Clemson uh, Tigers, and uh, he actually is married to a woman that has some really interesting connections to Oklahoma. Yeah,
3: she um, played at OU 1985 to 1989. Lori Rittman, Lori Fawcett was her original name. Maiden. Maiden name, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, she is. She's married to the Clemson head coach. Um, she played for OU, obviously in the '80s. The only reason I knew about this was my aunt also played OU for OU ah. in the '80s, and so I made the connection. My dad told me the story about how they were best friends. Anyway, dad's sister, dad's sister, yeah. okay. And so I connected with her uh, over Facebook actually, and she's like, "Oh, your your aunt's." You know, nephew, And so I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, of course. We did, you know, I, I went through the Clemson Media Relations people to make sure it was all okay and, and that John Rittman was okay with it. But um, really fun story. You know, she's going to be back in town. Obviously, you know, she was recruited. She was telling me she was recruited by Marita Hines. Um, she had, uh, Marita Hines' last year was, I think, 1984. Uh, but she was she recruited her. Uh, she remembers going to OU and having a recruiting visit. Um, and falling in love with the football team, she still cheers for the football team. Is very close with Brent Venables, who obviously was at Clemson when you know John Rittman took over the Clemson softball program. So, uh, really fun story. But yeah, I mean, it was also interesting hearing about sort of Clemson's rise. I mean, I don't know if people know this, but right. they've only had a program for four years, uh, you know, and and they've done they've been extremely successful. I think last two years they were in Oklahoma State Super Regional last year and got beat. Um, so. They are – John Rittman's a good softball coach. I mean, he coached at Stanford uh, for 18 years. I think he had 18 consecutive winning seasons there. Um, he was at Kansas for a little bit. He actually was at Washington when they first got a softball program in the 90s. So, um, you know, this is – I think this is a tough squad, Bob. I don't know how much you've looked into them. I, I know that you mentioned they've kind of tailed off, but uh, it's definitely a, a group that um, – I don't think they're going to come in here scared of Oklahoma. I know a lot of teams probably do, but uh, I do think that th- they'll they'll be well prepared uh, come this weekend. I mean, I, obviously, I think OU's going to win. I'm just saying, this is going to be a tough test. It's it's not going to just you know be what was the Cal score? Sixteen to three. Sixteen to three and
2: yeah. four fourteen to nothing in the top of the third. I was like, how, how do you stay focused at that point? It went thirty eight to three in the three games in the uh, regional. You knew Hofstra would be. A, Run rule, but the way they beat up on Missouri and Cal, like that's what Patty's looking for. That's all she's been stressing. You play your best in May and June, and that's the type of weekend that lets her know they're right on track.
1: Well, and you wonder too, I mean, going into the off season, this is a team, uh, as you say, we haven't even talked about the streak yet, um, but, you know, poised, if they win, win out, they're going to own the nation's longest winning streak in the history of, of softball. Uh, they're 46 right now. And it'd be really cool, I think, you know, to match that forty-seven win streak of, of the Oklahoma football team too. Uh, to have two sport, two programs in your same, you know, at the same university that have those kind of streaks. But you know, they've won so much. I guess is what I'm getting at. Uh, at times, it's been kind of boring. Yes, I mean, uh, <laughs> you're at allowed to say times it. Times <laughs> it's been dominant. Uh, but I think we saw in this regional, like, it just seems like this team woke up. And I know it's not the competition level of a Clemson. But I'm really curious to see, you know, if Katie uh, Lee, uh, can Haley. Haley Lee. She's God, been Lee. 10
2: of 13 the last. Now when, she's you remember a, a couple weeks ago, we are like, Haley's kind of dropped off. 10 of 13 cents shutting us up.
1: Yeah, it, she's been fantastic. And, and you know, Sidney Sanders, she's been a little up and down the lineup. I mean, not too far, but, you know, she's been in that three, four hole, five. I think she moved to five,
2: maybe. She moved to five on Saturday and, re, and woke up with home a uh, home, uh, home run, then did the same thing Sunday. I mean, that's.
1: Kenzie Hansen's playing really well. You yeah. wonder, like, is Grace Lyons going to be the one to kind of step up in the limelight now? It, it's like all these players. And, and you know, T.R.A. Jennings, I think, you know, is is starting to show a little bit. And,. and you know, Jada Coleman really hasn't, you know, she, you could maybe point to one game where you're just like, oh, she didn't have a good game, but she's been reliable. I mean, her I,
2: patience at the plate is yeah, incredible. Yeah. It really is.
1: It's almost like you feel like she would rather lead off the game with a walk yes. than a hit. I mean, I, I don't know why that is. I, I was never that kind of a player in, in baseball. I never wanted to walk, I wanted to get my money's worth and swing. Uh, But that's why I never continued playing past <laughs> junior college. Uh, so, but no, I mean, I, the, the, just the wondering of, of, is this team going to, you know, basically grasp onto this and, and, and play at an even higher level? Because I think that possibility is there still.
2: Yeah. I mean, the closest thing was Sunday because we had seen it throughout, like the first time through the order, they're figuring things out. Maybe it's two, like two to nothing and then it becomes five and then it becomes eight or 12. But where, you know, Sunday they jumped on uh, Cal so early and it's like, all right, this is over and done with. This is the type of dominance that a lot of fans thought, you know, they could show throughout the last month. And can they keep that up? Uh, How long will it take them to adjust to Cagle? How long will Valerie need to adjust to what OU is bringing to the table? I mean, that's, I'm fascinated by Friday. For the first time I, I can say this too. For the first time in a long time, I'm f- like very intrigued as to how a game is gonna shake out. Instead of just thinking, when does this become a run rule?
1: Well, it I think, you know, I, I don't know if you guys watched some of the other action uh over the weekend after OU Clinch, but I, I was I think Bob, you and I were both watching the Washington McNeese game. <sighs> Wild. Uh and to me that was an example of like Oh, you might have to face Kegel, you know, a couple times to really get her down. And, and maybe if she comes out and wins the first game, uh, th- you know, they have to kind of figure her out, kind of like Washington did the McNeese pitcher. Uh, and I know you were like, bringing the backup. What are you doing? The backup comes in and then gives up the lead <laughs> run. So, uh, it, but that was a case of a really good softball team that you knew was good, couldn't understand how they were down six nothing, uh, and then they score seven runs in the in the top of the seventh, like. God, are we in for that with Cagle on the mound this weekend?
2: And and that's I'll be curious to see how Rittman handles Cagle. Like if our, if they're down Friday, will he go to Millie Thompson, who has seven complete games in her own right? Mm-hmm. Will you do that and say, Okay, we're not gonna get it done today, but let's make sure both of these arms are as fresh as they need to be for Saturday.
1: And and I'm trying to remember the or think this through, but I think you, you felt like Jordy would definitely start the regional, but she didn't, right? No,
2: Nicole May. And yeah. I think Patty kind of threw us off on purpose, gave a little wink-wink, like, ha-ha, you guys all thought it would be Alex or uh, Jordy. And they went May, because May has just been Saturday or Sunday, and she's been Sunday for a lot of the time. And, and that's what Patty mentions, like, this is the challenge of prepping against us you don't know who's going to throw you know they're going to throw really really well but you're not going to know un- until that moment
1: which to me that is crazy the, like we're going into a super regional without thinking that it's a, a certainty that Jordy Ball is going to take the mound first no or idea take the circle first. No,
2: you and just because she's you know you can trust all four you can even add Kirsten deal for like an inning or two. You can trust all four in a big moment. So it's like, all right, we're going to keep you on your toes the entire way. And then whoever we throw out there, we have full confidence that they can get the job done.
1: I got to think it's not Nicole May though. I mean, and not because she's not effective, but she just doesn't have, I mean, there's two other pitchers. I think I feel like
2: on the staff have better stuff. May has been very consistent. It's weird because she's, it feels like she lacks that fire and intensity and she was just like I'm just stay even keel. Mm-hmm. Where Jordy and Alex show a lot more emotion and that's why I wonder if, if they get the call uh Friday. I, I I'm I'm going to go with Jordy. I think that's who gets the first game, but we're going to find out.
3: Doesn't Nicole May have like the best ERA yes. in the country? She's like point <laughs> it's like 0.57. It's seven ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, it
2: really is. But
1: again, it's not it's because, you know, she didn't really like I don't know. She wasn't the one that they turned to like they do with Jordy. Like, you know, to close out a game or uh, when you feel like you need a momentum shift. Like, is just such a bulldog. Yes. It's like uh, the pacing and all that stuff. And uh, it's just her intensity, I guess. Like you said, uh, Nicole Mays, very, you know, casual. She's kind of like Sam Bradford. And it, it works for her, yeah. exactly.
2: You can't knock it. It works for her, but there's just a certain different type it, of energy. But like it's
1: Baker Mayfield versus Sam Bradford. It's like the fans and, and – I don't know, it's like your, your own personal feelings kind of gravitate toward that one who shows the emotion versus the one who doesn't.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or
2: Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
3: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: Because I think that's what people think athletes are. Like, they're good because they're fiery or whatever. Uh, now, Athlete Village, is, is it going again? Yes, yes, it or is. Home Run Village, home run, I mean. village yeah.
3: home, home run Village is back. I'll be there. You're going to go out. That, I'm going to go that's on That's kind of one of the
1: things that you're going to do is yep, go Yep, on Friday.
3: There. Yeah, so if you're out there, come look for me. I'll be looking for good stories, so I'll be hanging Don't out Don't make there. up one. It's got to be real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've got an editor-in-chief meeting going on all of
1: a sudden. Uh, Fabrication. I drove 25 hours to get here. What was a shattered glass? Don't be... Uh, shattered yeah. Glass. <laughs> yeah, shattered glass. Uh, no, but, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting how much it grows, I yes. think. Because, I mean, there was a lot of people there. I guess it probably grew throughout the weekend, last weekend, but... Uh, it it's going to be really interesting to see how big that, because they're blocking off streets and all that stuff. Uh,
3: but I, I don't know. What do you guys expect out of that? I mean, I mean, I think it's, I mean, Friday, it's going to be interesting because the game's at 1 PM, right? On so, a, on a work day. Yeah. So it's a, it's a middle of a day. I don't know. I think Saturday it'll be packed. Especially
2: uh, if you can set winning streak record, advance to the women's
3: college world series. That's it's It's going to be nuts. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be... And and it's the last game at Marina Hines. I know, Bob, you're working kind of on a story about that, but um, that's something that's definitely going to be, I I think, sentimental for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I mean, been working on that for a while now, just, you you know, the memories for past uh, sooner greats and then sort of looking at this year's team as they look to close it out in style, right? You don't want to be... You want to have that last game end up being a loss and just the transition of going from there to love's field and just, you know, the, the type of, of pride that, that they're showing and how they want to do right by all the former legends. And then how excited they are to, you know, be the ones that can open up the new, new era. And I, you know, I asked uh, Patty about this last week and she gave, it's been bittersweet. You know, most of my adult life has been at this field and uh, obviously thrilled about what's happening and she's getting a lot of say about what's happening. She thought that's really cool. Like I'm, I'm getting my input as to what, uh, how I think Love field should uh, go, where things should be uh, placed. But yeah, it's going to be a very emotional weekend. There's no it's, question.
3: It's, it's almost too perfect. Right. When you think about the winning streak, they can break that at the last game at Marita Hines. I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy to think about. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I mean, And I've heard too, I mean, talking to, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Lori Rittman, she was telling me there's going to be a lot of former alums there. Not just, I mean, obviously you see the Paige Parkers, the Lauren Chamberlains of the world, but I'm talking about, you know, players from the 80s and the 90s that saw this program before it even got to where it is now. Uh, A lot of them are going to be in town this weekend. and, And, you know, Lori was telling me they played at Reeves Park. So. Uh, she's like, you know, I've only seen... <laughs> I just it. can't imagine that. I can't imagine. I yeah, know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yep. And she said, you know, she's like, I, I can't wait to see Marita Hines, you know, <laughs> let alone loves field. So uh, a lot has changed, and it's it's crazy to think about just how unbelievably ridiculous this program has gotten.
1: Well, and it's really the sport, too. I mean, to yeah. think that people... I mean, and you've seen, you know, you see OU go travel around. And a lot of teams in the Big 12 have upgraded. But, I mean, it's funny to say because Marita Hines still looks like a really nice field. Just doesn't have the capacity for, right. for for the fan base that has grown because of Patty Gasso. So I don't know. I I, I think I kind of tend to think that this they put Marita Hines behind him a little bit, uh, and like the intensity of it being a super regional, like maybe it won't be such a big deal with the team now. Right. I think with the fans the team, yes. can celebrate yes. it and say all the championships that were won there, but I don't expect to see a whole lot of you know kind of acknowledgement of all the things that have been accomplished in that stadium this this weekend
2: i would agree with that it's about taking care of business and you know that's something patty has mentioned time and time again you're like we don't talk about these things like we don't talk about these individual player awards we don't talk about the winning streak cuz like they're just so Hyper focused, which is one of the reasons why they have the forty six game winning streak in the first place.
3: Well, and that, uh, that's what I was gonna. If we want to talk about the winning streak, yeah. I, I talked yeah. to uh, Mike Condrea, I think that's how you say his last name. Condrea. yeah Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the Arizona head coach when they went on the forty seven game win streak that they're trying to break? And they did it nineteen ninety six. They finished the season seventeen and zero, won the national championship. Started the next season thirty and zero. So it happened over two seasons. But he talked about during that. He goes, we didn't even know we were on a winning streak until somebody brought it up in the media. Uh, and so, Bob, you're going to ask Patty about it, I guess, today, um, or myself. But, you know, I, I think that that's what makes this winning streak. is so They don't even think about those things. Uh, they keep it out of that out of their heads. At least that's what they say to us. I mean, it, they're so hyper-focused on the present. And that's what Condrea kind of told me is, like, they there's this belief that no matter what, you're going to go out, you're going to win, you're going to find a way to win. Uh, and, and that there's no th- they stay in the present. There's no thinking about, oh, we were so great last week against Cal or, oh, we can't wait to get to Oklahoma City next week. It's how do we beat Clemson today? Uh, and that's what makes those teams great. And, and I, I, I mean, again, I think it's going to be a fun weekend. And it's it, I think, like you said, Bob, it's it's the most interesting game that they've played in a while. I think Oklahoma State was obviously interesting because they've been you know kind of good this year. I mean, they've been really good this year. The Texas series was really interesting, but this Clemson team feels like a, I don't know, like a real threat almost. It's just because it's the unknown. It's the unknown.
2: When you've never played each other before and you've got probably the national player of the year coming to town, is she as good as what everyone thinks or was it just because you know they didn't always play in the tough teams and they racked up numbers? Well,
1: remember I asked you about the the is there a James Madison type? Uh, what was her name? Uh, Odyssey. Odyssey. Odyssey Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, like I guess that would she would be about the closest thing, right? And she's coming in the super regional.
0: Yeah,
2: I you know there's there's names that you know like Florida like Florida State with Oklahoma State with like Maxwell like there's names that are familiar. But Patty did such a great job of scheduling. They've played them. They mm-hmm. know who they are. Yeah. You don't know who Kegel is until you get there Friday.
3: Let me I was gonna ask this. Yeah. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, you know, but who are the teams out there, Bob, that you say they have the best chance of beating Oklahoma? Because I thought one of them was UCLA and they go down, and they lose in their own regional. But is there is who are the teams that you're like, if someone's gonna beat them, it's I like Florida
2: State, even though they had to go to an if game, yeah, on Sunday, and they've won that one nothing. So it's not like they were dominant, but they have fared so well in like a, as hostile of a midweek environment you could have in in Norman, or you know, during this season. I feel they have, they have the makings of a championship team, and obviously played OU in the championships here just a couple of years ago. So they've been there before. They understand what it takes. But yeah, you you look around. There's Gets to the point like oh, I think OU would take them pretty easily. Yeah, that wouldn't be much of a challenge. So it, it will be curious to sort of just watch how the rest of the weekend uh, shakes out and see if there's another Gasso that ends up OKC since UCLA goes down. Now the Utes get the host.
1: Yeah, they, I was kind of surprised they you know didn't they weren't as hot seemingly in the regional because they you know I thought they would have been coming out of winning that Pac-12 tournament, but. Uh, Here's one thing I want to ask you, and this is, well, first off, I'll say this in terms of OU and the regional and and dominance and moving on. Like to me, it's just so strange because you, like last year, you had Jocelynello, and and she was one of the most dominant softball players that's ever. She was a cheat code. Like you could have a bad game or not, everyone could not contribute, and she was going to step up and save you. Uh, and this year it's been – it's just different because it's been more of a team effort. Yes. I mean, like, everybody is kind of – I don't want to borrow a baseball term, but, you know, like it's like the former national champions of the 94 – everybody's pulling on the same rope. Like, everybody picks up the other, uh, and there's no one person like, okay, is if they can just get hurt a bat in this inning, it'll all be okay. It's just come from everywhere. And so it's like, at what point does that become – you know, uh, a flood, and what point does it become a stream to where, you know, someone, you know, everybody just kind of has a bad game.
2: Right? I mean, that's sort of what you've been waiting on. That's, I think what you saw... And that's being
1: unfair to the pitching, I know, yeah. because they've been as big a, you know, they, uh, this is the, I mean, I don't think there's any question out of all the championship teams, if they are a championship team, this would be the best pitching rotation.
2: Yeah, this is the deepest staff by far, I and mean, because of that, they're all fresh. None of them are even close to breaking down or being tired. They're all healthy. I mean, they're gonna. There's no reason to think any of those three are gonna dip during the next couple of weeks. But you look at the bats; there have been games where they just haven't brought it. Like you knew. T.R. Jennings, Lisa Brito, like as soon as they brought it, Sun is like, all right, this is already over before it gets started. And you just don't know who's going to be that person on any given game. And it's just, it's been a while since we've seen that where no one had it, where you just had to string along like a two to nothing victory. Or it's- it was
1: like the Texas game where they just, you know, weren't any good and just, kind of struggled along, and then all of a sudden, boom, seventh inning, here they come.
2: Yeah, and they had that nice little you, Boone, Coleman, Jennings, like, well, if it's going to happen, it's going to be because those three are going to set the table and and make it happen. And and that's what they can lean toward, too. You know, they've had two games during this streak where they've been down multiple runs in the seventh inning, and it hasn't mattered, and that's the mindset that Patty has instilled in them. They're not afraid to lose, but they're not going to because they hated how it felt. In Waco, just that one time, and there's that might be you know that's something we've asked a lot throughout the course of the year, but it probably needs to be brought up once again. Would you have had this type of season if you didn't have that early hiccup against the Bears? Because it, it seemed like that made them realize, okay, we never want to go through this again. Here's how we adjust. Here's how we get better. And this is we're never gonna f- have this bitter taste in our mouths the re- rest of the way.
1: Well, the funny thing about it was they they did the same thing last year. They just did it right before the the NCAA tournament started with o- losing to Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve.
2: Exactly. I mean, sometimes it's just good that you know you don't have people asking about going undefeated or or anything like the pressure that. Pressure build up But of that. now it's actually worked the other way because the pressure is the undefeated streak because it happened so early in the year that you could have this happen. But you can just tell like that Baylor game just a switch changed for them to where it's like okay what we thought we could do it's not going to be enough so what do we need to do to make sure we're the team that we know we can be
1: here here's something too about patty that's kind of you know not shocked me but i think it's been it's it, it it goes to what who she is as a coach and that is you know she's not gotten more rigid with her lineups with with you know. Uh, deal is is appeared more than we thought that she would pinch hit like you know grace green and uh you know not being afraid to put uh jocelyn erickson back in the lineup like down the stretch here like i don't know what she's gonna do in the super like is she gonna be like okay we know we think we know what the best players are and who the best players should that are in the starting lineup and where they should be in the lineup but i i don't think I, i think patty's just like look we're gonna everybody's gonna play. Like yes. just be
2: ready. Be ready. Alina Torres. So, yeah. Sophia Nugent. Just be ready when your number is called. We had you know Grace Lyons is the captain of the team. She's in the eight hole on yeah. Sunday. Like it just doesn't matter. Just wherever you're put, you know what your job is.
1: Yeah, and that it's been pitching, it's been, you know, the lineups, it's been substitutions. I mean it's it's all And it's the defense. Put. Yeah, they don't make any errors. That I mean so that's
2: That's the clear thing when you watch any of those other other regional, regional. like any other, like like, there's an air that OU doesn't do. like, Like,
1: but not just that, just the way they play. It's like, like other teams, and this is not meant to be offensive, but like they have girls that throw like girls sometimes, like in the outfield, and it's just like OU doesn't have that. And the other thing is, OU every runner that OU has is fast for the most part. I mean, like. Haley Lee's pretty fast. I mean... She got two infield hits on yeah, Friday. Yeah, I mean... But no like, one saw that coming. You watch other teams, and you, you'll you see a game where the infielder bobbles the ball and the person's still out at first. Correct. That ne- If you nope. don't field it cleanly and throw it to first against OU, you're not... They're, they're going to be safe. Or it's insane.
2: you don't charge it if you're at third and short and you just wait for the ball to come to you. They're going to be safe. It's, it's pretty amazing just to see how much pressure they put on opposing defenses yeah. And then on the opposing, you know, on the batters, because you think you've got something, and then Jada Coleman just steals it. Yeah. And it's like, you have enough trouble as is having good contact. And then the time you do, she steals it from you. It's like, what more can I do? They're Not, also
3: just really good about getting out of jams. Like yeah. They, yep. they'll, every once in a while, they'll get, you know, a couple of girls on, and all of a sudden it's a strikeout or, you know, a double play or whatever. It's just like, it's... It's wild. I mean, yeah.
1: Alyssa Brito and, and Grace Lyons, I mean, they are just unbelievable scary. on yeah, the left scary side. Scary combo. I mean, crazy. And let me ask you this, uh, Bob, because you mentioned, you know, another coach at OKC. I think everybody kind of wonders, okay, new field, uh, Patty's going for three in a row. Like, if she wins three in a row, like, how long does she want to keep doing this? But, uh, it, and maybe that hasn't been the feeling around the softball program. But I think, you know, me as like kind of the general public that just watches this. It's like I'm still traumatized by Bob Stoops, probably. <laughs> um, but like going to a new field, I mean, obviously she's going to want to experience that. But it was, you remember it was, I am traumatized by Bob because <laughs> it was they built the South End Zone. And he had the new office. And yes. it, I remember being there at the caravan. I was like, when are you going to move into your office, Bob? And he was like, he was always, you know, like I'll do it when we do it. And we didn't did. know he, was <laughs> and he never did. Uh, so I'm a little I guess I am a little freaked out it's it's PTSD here uh but you know Patty's husband taking the job to me si- signifies that yeah these roots are here for a while longer still yeah
2: and I asked her about that Sunday about Jim going to mid-American Christian and just how excited she is for her husband and how he kind of you know put his life on hold as the wrong the the wrong term but he he allowed Patty to chase her dreams and accomplish them, you know, multiple times over with what she has been able to do. And now in in this stage of his life, he's going to be able to do the same thing. And so, yeah, I I don't think the Gasso family
3: is going anywhere for a long time. Now, is is JT the, like, coach in waiting?
1: Oh, that's a good question. And we, we kind of had, you know, budget meeting, you know, insight here. Uh, but you know, we had talked about like doing a story about the tree and how it's growing, and uh, you know where it, it, I think it was after we watched the Utah game and it, after them beating UCLA because uh, she has a, couple, a, a son and, and a, yep. another former pitcher on staff there, uh, who's uh, uh, Jen Roach. Is she it was, what was that name? Who's the who's the former assistant? Like Jen Roach of, is the pitching coach yeah, right j- now. Okay, but the one before her, like she's. Somewhere, right? Is the head coach at a Power Five? Uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, gosh, Who am what's I her thinking
3: name? Of? Um, hold on. I'm looking at it.
2: Blanking Uh
3: Melissa Lombardi. Okay. Yeah.
2: And they played cowgirls.
1: So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like, okay, when is this tree maturing to the fact, like, is that what Patty's waiting for? Is she like, you know, if a, if, is it? Is it a handoff to JT, or is it like, hey, everybody go fend for yourselves. Let's see who comes out of this. Uh, Because I would think if Josie's still around, he probably wants to keep that, you know, when Patty decides she wants to step down, like, keep it in the family.
2: It'd be interesting, you know, if they make it, they have a media day, usually Tuesday, Hall of Fame Stadium, and open up to all eight teams, but you get a lot of national media too. And it'd be interesting to sort of address that type of topic and to sort of just... Look, look around and see among those eight teams how many of them have those Patty ties.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, Kenny Gaierski certainly doesn't have Patty ties. He has Oklahoma ties, Uh, but you know, he is Tim Walton. Obviously, did so. um, It it isn't. I guess you can't really claim that, though.
3: How old is Patty?
1: That's not appropriate, I don't believe, <laughs> you know, to discuss a woman's age.
2: Age, age, age and weight, George. You can't ask,
3: man. 60. <laughs> she turns— Well, the, uh, the fact that you, you have turns, to
1: ask kind of says, like, seems like she's got a lot left in the tank. She turns 61
3: on uh, Monday. Hmm. Or what day is May 27th? Or is that
2: Saturday? Yeah, that is Saturday. Saturday. She turns 61 on Saturday. You can break the winning streak. You're gonna have a happy birthday. and You can go to the women's college world series. I already <laughs> know
3: if they lose either Friday or Saturday, I am one thousand percent gonna get blamed for writing this win streak story.
2: I did want to go back to that. I'll be jinxed. <laughs> we we won't give away everything. It's gonna be up on the site Thursday. But when you asked Mike about the winning streak, what was his attitude about OU?
3: Oh, uh, he is, he is rooting for OU to break the streak. Um, he said, you know, records are meant to be broken. He, he, he did tell me when we first started the call, it was funny. He goes, you know, I didn't know we were on the winning streak. Also, I had no idea OU was on a winning streak, but it doesn't surprise me because I do keep up with them and they are unbelievable. Um, and so there's a lot of really good tidbits about just what he thinks about this team, what Patty, you know, has done in her career, and also just what he thinks about what Oklahoma as a program is doing for the sport. Uh, I thought that was really interesting, some of his thoughts on that. But, yes, he is rooting for Oklahoma. He will be watching. He told me he has a uh, – he's retired. I think he retired a couple years ago after Arizona got beat in the Women's College World Series. Uh, he has a summer home out in Arizona, and he said he will be uh, sitting on his couch, probably drinking a drink and watching the, uh, the Super Regionals. So.
1: All right, uh, it is coming up on Friday, uh, 1 o'clock. It'll be on ESPN2. We don't know who will take the first step into the circle. Uh, it's it's got to be Jordy, right? It's got to
2: be gotta Jordy. Be but Jordy. I thought that last week. Maybe Hofstra wasn't as necessary, but this, yeah. yes, you've got to go with your, your best. I agree. I think it needs to be Jordy. Of course, you know,
1: Jordy's a little, she can get a little wild in those moments as well, so maybe that's what.
3: Is Starocko the closer, though? Like if if Jordy goes five and you're in a close battle, right? do you bring? I mean,
2: that's what I'm interested to see here too. Do you just say take maybe a, there's not take a seven or say go four and three and just yeah, Nicole? Would used say to
3: say them fresh. What, did, I would didn't I, Nicole used to be the closer like a year ago or maybe her first year? Not a, she was remember.
1: she was more like side starter side starter yeah.
2: that you never mm, had full faith in. Right, it yeah, it felt like.
1: I would say this though. I would say. How about this? Jordy starts, Nicole closes because she's a bigger changeup. Although her strength is kind of, she's kind of like more like Jordy than than Starocko is. Stracco is more. She, I don't know.
3: I'm no, really get myself honest. in trouble
1: <laughs> with all, with softball fans <laughs> if I start trying to break this down too much. I mean,
3: the reality is, does it really matter?
1: Well, I was just saying, whoever you think is the biggest change from, and maybe that's deal. I mean, from Jordy. I think that's who you go with. You don't want to bring in someone that's throwing similar speeds and, and but nobody's really similar to Jordy. I mean, there's no,
2: like if you're two nothing going into the six, you just say, Jordy, take us home. Like do, would you even mess? Yeah, I agree. Mess with it. Like if it's seven, nothing. Okay. I gotcha. Let's, let's, let's make a change. There's no reason to go. If you don't think that Clemson's hitters are
1: good enough to, you know, have that hurt you if they see her too much. Yep. So. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to the coverage you guys are going to bring us, uh, and both you guys will be out there all weekend uh, covering the Sooners, and then uh, we'll see. I don't want to jinx anything. We've I done know. enough of that. But, we can't. But uh, yeah, certainly you know, winning this Super Regional, moving on, it would be a really big moment in ju- not just OU softball history, but OU athletics history, I think. So going to be fun uh we'll have we'll see if we need to do any kind of emergency press conferences as as this goes along or emergency pods um it's 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 going to be a lot of fun to watch so thanks everybody for listening and uh we'll be back again next week on wednesday for a regularly scheduled unofficial 40 pod uh with all the guys and uh we'll talk some softball uh in that as well so thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next time right here on the unofficial 40 from soonerscoop.com